Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. You people is trash. Oh, I thought you meant like me, like my nah. kind. I was like, we're the same kind though. So what you mean? <laughs> you people. So, so last week we spoke about it. Yeah. I was like, okay, you know, you mentioned a couple things. I was like, let me give it a try. I was kind of concerned by what you mentioned. Yeah. And like... It was worse than I thought it would be. It was so bad. <laughs> I had to stop watching it twice. What part did, didn't you like, though? First off, there was no chemistry uh, That's what them. I was saying. Yeah. yeah. But, like, it was so bad that I literally stopped watching, like, in the in the intimate scene where they had, like, in the bed together, whatever. Yeah. Like, they didn't show they were doing anything. But, like, just that scene alone, there was, like, no chemistry at all. Like, I, it felt like... <laughs> it was, like, awkward to watch. Yeah, it was awkward to watch. So, I literally stopped watching. Oh, you didn't finish the movie? No, no, no. I, I was like, okay, no, I have to I have to give my review on it. I have to give my thoughts yeah, on it. So I continue yeah. watching just for that reason. If I didn't have to do that or if I didn't feel like like I had to give my opinion on it, mm. I wouldn't have continued. And like when you mentioned the whole thing where, okay, first off, there's no way a Muslim was involved at all in the process of writing this movie. Like, I think a little. Not even a little. Did, they e- just did a little okay. bit of research. Another big problem. <laughs> That part where you mentioned that Eddie Murphy was talking to her and he's like, is he Sunni or nation? Mm. First off, most of the time people will say like, are they Sunni or Shia? Yeah. That's the main <laughs> thing. But also, he's he when she says uh, Sunni, like I think she's like, oh, he's Sunni or whatever. He's like, oh, yeah, because, you know, the nation, they'd be like wilding and all that stuff. And then later on in the dinner scene, he talks about how he got his his kofi, his kufi from uh, Louis, Fer- Louis Farrakhan. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Who they- is part of the nation of islam i'm pretty sure they are too though if they are why would he say that about the nation that's why i was like okay there's a clearly a contradiction here. that's why i was like there's no way a muslim was involved in this mm. like it had to be a jewish writer or something because like they had that whole opening at the beginning i didn't know that about jewish culture. i know mo- i learned more about jewish culture than i did about Mus- islam in yeah. this movie <laughs> yeah, well one of our comments in last week's video said that they remember we we're talking about the scene where they're saying grace uh, yeah for dinner apparently that's a thing that um nation people from the nation of islam would yeah do, okay so which that, i didn't know and i was like oh okay learn something new see so d- that was just annoying as well mm-hmm. um the last scene where okay first off if anyone mm-hmm. if, if you were a dad yeah. and you found out that first off your your the guy that your daughter is getting married to does cocaine and also <laughs> is the guy who distributes the cocaine to his friends mm-hmm. and also goes to strip clubs with his friends when you're not there like wh- how how would you let your brother who <laughs> convince you to to eventually let your uh, daughter marry this man like that alone would be like no go what, what do you mean you've done cocaine and you continue to do cocaine because if he wasn't there if he wasn't on that trip mm-hmm. i feel like he would have been part of it he was only not because they went to vegas 
to for a bachelor party yeah his bachelor party his bachelor party and there's no like showing of character develop, development development where it shows that he's no longer doing this he's no longer part of this lifestyle there's nothing to indicate that so what i'm assuming is that if he his dad wasn't if her dad wasn't there mm-hmm. if eddie wasn't there he would have been taking part in all of that i think the the point of the movie was trying to show the difference like they're so opposite that they somehow work is what they're they were they were trying to do that but it just didn't it could have been done well. so much more better i know I so know. much more better and like if you really looked into like the islamic rules regarding like even marriage outside of faith like that wouldn't even that be was valid that was another thing <laughs> she's like i want an imam no imam's gonna agree to marry off a woman uh, a muslim woman to a non-muslim man yeah. because just fyi guys in islam a, a muslim woman cannot marry a non-muslim man mm-hmm. and technically muslim muslim men can marry a non-muslim woman who's of the people faith of the people of the book mm. but even that was only in like extreme uh circumstances where like um i forget it, it, it's usually it's usually a practice that's not really done anymore Some people of course do. people still do it but mm. usually they just do that because they want to be able to do whatever they want but i don't know that's a whole other conversation mm-hmm. um but that alone and when i saw the imam standing there with a the quran book in his hand <laughs> yeah. first off the quran is not involved unless he's like needs to read off of it which i mean i'm usually memorize that okay i'm judging there but like you, i can tell uh, you're so uh, triggered so, this movie triggered me so much i can tell <laughs> and like and, and the whole wedding scene was just awkward yeah. and then apparently okay you know how i pointed out last time mm. that that kiss that they had at the end of the movie which mm. was the only or like i think it was only two kisses in the movie uh when i mentioned that that was cgi and they didn't actually kiss like i think a week later that became a big thing yeah, on tiktok i saw yeah where they people were finding this out for the first time mm-hmm. because of a podcast that i was listening to where the guy first mentioned it who happened to be in the movie like mm-hmm. you know there's that there's when he went to vegas with his friends mm-hmm. uh one of his friends was a comedian that i follow andrew schultz mm-hmm. and he kind of gave like a background on that mm-hmm. um but when that came out like it, it further um push the whole idea where like they had no chemistry also as actors like they just she people are saying she did it out of respect for nipsey Mm. like she didn't want to be intimate with another man on camera for nipsey but then at that point it's like i don't know like uh, you can have your morals when it comes to movie and and boundaries Mm -hmm. but when it starts to affect the uh i guess the chemistry in the movie like at that point I, i don't know i feel like you should make better calls when you're choosing the actors i don't know well on that note what um i don't know if you've ever watched you on netflix um you know the one with pen badgley badgley i think his name is the guy from gossip girl uh you you know the show you yeah 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 so the actor yeah he um for anyone who watches it there's there are a lot of um like sex scenes and stuff scene like intimacy scenes yeah and he was saying that infidelity in marriage is like a big deal to him yeah and so he basically like he was like you'll get you guys will notice that in the newer season there are less scenes mm-hmm. of intimacy and it, it was his call he asked or he told the director like he didn't want to be involved yeah. anymore so that's a boundary but he's celebrated but when she has a boundary how come she's was she was she not celebrated for keeping those boundaries i don't know what the reaction was to that no i think people were kind of like well this is your job like you're an actress like yes yeah. you you have to do these things uh yeah okay so i guess what i, think I w- it's just an, I, I don't i'm not saying my opinion i'm I'm just saying it's interesting that when one actor says it when mm-hmm. when the male says i don't want to do scenes of intimacy because i don't want to be like I, I don't want my wife to feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. like he's celebrated for that and he's praised for that yeah but when 
the woman, like the actress, when Lauren says, oh, well, she never said it anyway. I yeah. think if she did. I think people are just implying that this, even me, myself, I was doing it. So, you know, maybe that's being unfair. I well, guess. there were a lot of like uh, overt uh, tributes to him too, mm-hmm. right? Like they use a lot of his music. They reference yeah, his store. Like, mm-hmm. so I don't know. I just think it's interesting that like the response to both of the, it's essentially the same thing. Mm-hmm. Right. So I don't know. I just think it's interesting. Yeah. You know, it, 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 okay. So yeah, so I can see that's a fair point Yeah, when it comes to that. Like, what do you think in general? Like, if you're an actor or actress, like, do you think it's okay to have those boundaries, or it's like you know what you're signing up for? Oh yeah, it's definitely for? okay to have those boundaries. Or do you, as feel like long you... as those boundaries are made aware to the people who are going to be casting you? But if it's, it's like fine. if it's a role where uh, intimacy is kind of like you need it for the role, mm-hmm. are you kind of in a position where you're like, well, then why would you apply if that's a boundary for you? Like uh, it's like it's like for example, yeah, if, you're if someone a is given person, if someone is given a script, yeah. And it has a scene that's like super intimate mm-hmm. and you don't feel comfortable with that. You can speak to the uh, director or, or the producer on your concerns with that scene. And then at, at that point, it's up to their discretion on whether or not they still cast you for the movie. Right. So they can still make that choice. It's not, you're just giving them your stipulations. And if they don't want your stipulations, it's like, okay, you move on to the next one. But the way that I relate that like to a more relatable situation because we're not all actors here yeah (laughs) is like for example um would you go work at a bar to be a bartender when you know that you're a muslim and you can't drink or serve alcohol Mm -hmm. but you're gonna go in there you're gonna do your interview like by the way i don't drink and i am i'm not gonna serve so i'll only serve mocktails well that's what i'm saying it's up to the discretion of whoever's gonna be hiring you but it's clearly in that case like they're not gonna hire you why are you applying then like if you know you're not like if you know that that's a boundary and that's part of the well yeah because that's that's a super extreme example Mm. so of course in that case you shouldn't be applying to begin with but when it comes to acting like you don't need technically those scenes aren't needed unless you feel like it'll affect the The storytelling or like Mm -hmm. how how the story is told Mm -hmm. um because a lot of times you see in a lot of movies and tv shows these days they are a lot of intimate scenes that seem completely unnecessary yeah and they kind of feel, feel like they just kind of put them in there to grab a certain audience and and make them and make it feel more real quote unquote yeah i don't know yeah exactly so like another good example of an actor who has boundaries like that is like mahershala ali mm-hmm. like he has that stipulation where he also says i'm not going to do intimate scenes like where i'm sleeping with another woman that kind of thing right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so there there are plenty probably plenty of examples of actors who have those kind of stipulations or yeah. or yeah to when it comes to uh the rules that they take i don't know i just given. think it's like if i'm gonna give my opinion on that it's kind of like if you have your boundary that's fine but mm-hmm. look for roles that work within your boundaries yeah you know what i mean because then you get this type of movie where it's just like it's so obvious that there is no sort of chemistry and mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I thought it was interesting. And and the whole point of a movie or a TV show mm-hmm. is you're trying to storytell, right? Like you're trying to sell a story. You're trying to make it believable and it's supposed to be like a, an experience for the viewer. But if the viewers are like, this isn't even believable, then mm-hmm. you're not going to get good reviews. Yeah. Which I, I, I'm kind of surprised because from the reviews that I heard, because I, um, the reviews I heard are pretty biased because it included people who were in the movie oh and because like like they gave their own reviews yeah like they said it was a good movie oh <laughs> uh but uh i had to see it for myself and honestly i don't see what they're seeing <laughs> but of course they were biased right so i can't yeah. really go off of that i don't know I, I never looked up what the tomato reading is I neither or did tomato I. rating but I so i need to see what that is the rotten tomato one right? yeah exactly let's see it's probably i feel like it would be in like the 40 percent range 
if it's any higher, I feel like it's super biased. 2.5 out of 5? 50%? Okay, it's close enough. Yeah. Yeah. Are you looking at IMDb, though? Because 2.5 no, is... No, I'm on, the, on oh, their actual rate, their website. Is it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So that would be... I don't know if... I, I Did you find what, it what funny, though? Fresh. What? Did you find it funny, at least? Um, it was kind of funny. Only, I like the, only were... the scenes with Eddie were in them were funny. Like, Eddie... I feel like Eddie and his son were the funniest. Uh, um, I forget the guy's name in the movie. Or the... In the, yeah in the movie but i know his name's taco that's his mm. nickname yeah because he he's actually part of um tyler tyler creator's crew like they came up together in uh he's OF. a rapper no 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 he was oh. just I, I think i don't know what he actually did <laughs> he's just part he of the was posse? just around he's just part of the posse but mm. then he started getting like acting gigs like he was in another oh, okay. show called dave which is really good okay so have you ever watched that? that i feel like that one has a lot of gratuitous scenes in it mm mainly because it's written by like a white dude they like they love doing that kind of stuff where they just yeah. make it super vulgar um but the story itself you know kind of makes up for that okay. yeah so that's a really good show uh, the, it's a good show to watch okay <laughs> <laughs> oh, dave man. that's the one i was mentioning um yeah we just wanted to talk about what was happening in the world uh primarily i mean well, the countries that were mostly impacted uh were turkey and syria mm-hmm. Um, I know that some other countries were also, they felt the earthquake, but. Even in Buffalo. So, yeah. In you, Buffalo? Yeah, in Buffalo, they felt like, they, like some like after, aftershocks or part of it. But yeah, there's an earthquake, a 7.8 magnitude earthquake that basically destroyed like a large chunk, or not a large chunk, but a large area in Turkey and in Syria. Wow, the death toll has now uh, risen to 33,000. 33,000. That's why. Because think about like all those buildings came down yeah. crashing, right? And there are people li- sleeping in those buildings, right? Mm-hmm. And they're still finding people to this day. Buried under, under yeah. the rubble and stuff. Yeah, it's been, um, it's been a lot. I think uh, my whole timeline on Instagram, mm-hmm. that's like all I see. And there's this one video that I actually reposted because... It just like struck a chord in me mm-hmm. where the there was a kid like stuck in a building. He was like hanging or something. I, yeah. I don't really know. I couldn't see him that clearly, but he was scared and he was crying for help. Yeah. And then there was a man that was recording him, but he was basically like telling him to say the Shahada mm-hmm. and he was repeating after him. Yeah. And you could just like hear the fear in his voice. And I was just like, wow, subhanAllah, like in a time of like genuine fear, like you don't even know if you're going to live or die. Like mm-hmm. their Iman is so strong. And he was reminding him, like, and he's a kid. Yeah. Like, say the Shahada, like, I don't know, that, like, I have goosebumps now just thinking about it, too. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. I, I all, all we can really do is, you know, there are several different um, uh, organizations that are uh, holding fundraisers for supporting mm-hmm. the people of Syria and Turkey. Um, also, just make dua for them. Um, I think whenever these types of natural disasters happen, it's always like a reminder to wake up and work for your akhirah <laughs> yeah you know um but yeah may allah help them ease their situation mm-hmm. protect those who are still not found and may allah have mercy on those who have passed mm-hmm. so what um i know i don't want to make it polit- can, can we talk about the other side of your team yeah you can huh? so like okay so this is like crazy natural uh disaster right like mm. thirty three thousand people we mean mentioned have passed away from this and like i feel like i'm only hearing it from the muslim people from the muslim audience 
Okay. Before or Muslim, I say, not, yeah, Muslim people. Before I say how I feel, yeah, I'm gonna link our previous, like an earlier episode that we did called the uh, Tragedy Olympics, I believe, mm-hmm. where we kind of touched on this. Um, but I'm not surprised anymore. Yeah. Because it's very. I'm gonna bring it up every time. <laughs> I know, I know, but I'm just saying I'm not surprised that we're only hearing it from people who like muslim people muslim organizations muslim figures um in the public space i'm not surprised that's how it always is that's how that's how it always has been um i think i would genuinely be shocked if like cnn covered this actually Mm -hmm. this link is from cnn but you know what made me like what really put it into perspective Mm. there was someone who put up a post where they're like uh there was a time where the um, Notre Dame Cathedral or something like that oh, in and France it was on fire. caught on fire. It literally just caught on fire, mm-hmm. and they were able to raise I think like half a billion dollars, yeah, or almost a billion dollars for the reconstruction, which probably doesn't cost that much to mm-hmm. begin with. Mm-hmm. And that was all over the news, like non exactly, exactly. And then when something like this happens, where like the just the magnitude amount of people who got affected by this tragedy, like it's it's thousandfold worse than a fire in a building okay mm-hmm. whatever and they they can't like there's there's no there's no push by anyone in the western world i guess mm. to raise even something close to what was raised for a building yeah which shows you how little they have uh how little they feel towards these people's lives like how how they, they don't think of them as people to a level and it's just, I don't know, it's frustrating. It's, of course, at this point, we kind of have to accept that this is just how things are going to go. Yeah. And we have to be able to just support our own people. Yeah. Uh, that's why I don't really, really even uh, consider my not consider myself, but like um, I stopped really caring as much for tragedies that occur here. I, it sounds really bad. <laughs> but like I'm going to put my efforts toward those kind of tragedies more than the ones that... Because if they're not going to care about us, why should we care about what happens to them? Well, we touched on this in that episode too, yeah. where we kind of said, you know, it's it's actually mentally draining to keep up with every single disaster or mm-hmm. conflict or war or whatever that's going on in the world. Because if you really sat there and did the research, it's probably happening every minute of the day. Yeah. And so when we spoke about it then, and I think our our standpoint is still the same, we will focus our energy where we feel like we can relate or where we feel like we are passionate about a certain thing. Mm-hmm. Or And that doesn't mean that someone's life in Turkey is better than someone's life here. That's not what we're saying at all mm-hmm. um, because I don't want our words to be misconstrued. It's just sometimes when you can relate, like for example, if so, like w- there was that conflict in Ethiopia where we knew about it and we kept up with it because that directly, rela- like, directly related to people from mm-hmm. our own home country. Whereas if something was happening in, I don't know, give me a random country that we don't relate to. <laughs> Sweden. Sweden. Well. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> we have an ant there. But I know it doesn't yeah, really. Sweden, I saw a TikTok. They're hella racist. So but F Sweden. Like if something was happening in Sweden, mm-hmm. would we be reposting and keeping up with it? Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. Probably not. I wouldn't even know what's happening there. Yeah. Like there have been mass shootings in Sweden. Really? Yeah. There's that one I dude. I know. think it was in Sweden. Where the dude, he went to like an island where there was like a retreat with a bunch of like college students and he like killed like 50 of them or something like that. Just like unhinged? Like just. Yeah, I think it was like he he felt like. He thought it was like 
he was like a white supremacist Christian or something like that. And he felt like he was told to do it by like God. I don't know. It was, it was a crazy what? thing. Yeah. I need to look into it. Maybe I'm mixing a couple stories here, but yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, but he it's definitely, wild. there's definitely someone who kills someone in one of those countries. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Like recently? No, no, no. This is a while ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. It was years ago. Oh, okay. Um, but that's like the biggest one I can think of right now that happened there. Yeah. But what I was, what I was referring to is that I saw a TikTok recently where, there's a guy who he does this thing where like he chooses a random place in the map mm-hmm. to go to mm-hmm. or like a random place in Europe mm-hmm. and Sweden happened to pull be the spot that he got and he went there and literally in the span of them leaving their place to go to dinner and coming back they were stopped five times by police officers which city was he in like I don't know the main Stockholm probably yeah stockholm. there's no way people are racist in stockholm i was there I don't, and it was very multicultural that's why i'm like shocked well he stopped five times in one night and they're black? like yeah both he, of them were he had they had to have been like in a more rural city then there's no way this happened in stockholm they were in the city in stockholm yeah maybe the guy okay do we have any to give followers them some here credit, from sweden to give them <laughs> no but to give them some credit maybe his driving was different because i don't know if their streets are are uh weird there but like there was one point where they literally were stopped five minutes after they were stopped by another cop. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the shoot. guy was because he was filming just like, you know, how you do like travel TikToks and then just cuts like halfway through. It just turns to them being stopped literally every five minutes. What? Yeah. Or like every 30 minutes or so. And this was recent, though. Yeah. That's so weird. Like when I went, it was years ago. It was like 2014. Mm-hmm. But I, I genuinely felt like I, I felt so safe. I actually loved it. Yeah. That's why I'm kind of like, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I don't know. Um, that sucks. No, but a lot of those like Scandinavian countries are not really fans of immigrants and just other people who don't look like them. Mm. That was made apparent with the people from Ukraine. Yeah. Who were displaced because of the war. Mm. Uh, but they literally like they were given a home by like people who were willing to open their doors for them. And just because those people lived in more multicultural neighborhoods, mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, this ain't right, guys. Like, there's black people around. <gasps> there's Muslims around here. Like, how do you guys live around Muslims? I stay homeless then. You never heard about that? No. What? I don't really pay attention to these things. Yeah. Like, there were literally people who were getting um, help from people in, like, different places throughout England. And, mm-hmm. like, a lot of them were complaining about the multiculturalism and the, and, uh, the, the Muslim people. I'm just saying there's this one guy on TikTok that I I keep seeing him on my for you page. His mm-hmm. name is Josh and he goes to like different like ethnic areas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how to call it, but um he would go to like, you know, the stores yeah. owned by like different Muslim people. Like yeah. there's an Arab guy once, a Somali guy. Yeah. And he he would be like, Oh, you know, I'm really hungry and I can't like I don't have any food. Mm-hmm. Can you please like spare me something small? Yeah. And then they would be like happily like yeah of course like mm-hmm. here like whatever you want take whatever you want and then he would take it and then he would give them like a thousand dollars or 500 yeah. and then he would be like why did you help me which i always find those videos a little awkward mm-hmm. where it's like why did you choose to help me and the way that the way the guy talks i think i'm who you're talking about yeah the way he talks is kind of like but i saw this one with yeah. this like older somali guy yeah and he was in, they were in a grocery store and he mm-hmm. goes um, I, it was like a instant noodles or something. He's like, do you have like money for me to buy this? I'm mm-hmm. so hungry and I haven't eaten. Yeah. And he goes, oh, I didn't bring my bucket today. And I was confused. I'm like, bucket. What? He goes, but hold on. Wait, wait, wait. As people come in, I'll get you some money. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, he doesn't have money. Oh, the guy was homeless too. Yeah. So then he, he asked 
other Muslim people and they were so willing to help him. They gave him all this money. Mm-hmm. And then the guy was like, here you go. Like you can buy your food now. Yeah. And then he goes, actually, it's okay. I don't need it. Here's, I think he gave him a thousand dollars. Yeah. And the guy started crying and then yeah. he gave him the money back too. So then the guy went and took the money and gave it back to everyone who gave it to him. He <laughs> said, here's your money back. I don't need it anymore. Yeah. And and, and then when he was, why am I getting choked up? Why are you? <laughs> <laughs> it's what you do all day you're scrolling on tiktok just crying to every <laughs> other tiktok you see it's like cat videos and crying videos. <laughs> he's checking out yeah and then this <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> is like so me trying sad. to talk about grave of fireflies <laughs> it was actually so sad and then he, why is it sad it's a good because, thing no because then he like he checks out and they're walking outside and he's yeah. like the guy, the Somali guy, he's like, yeah, I've been sick and I'm, I'm like lonely, yeah, and I'm just, you know, really sad. And yeah. the guy's like, why are you sad? Yeah, he's like, he's like, because I have a liver problem. <laughs> you, sad. He had a liver problem. Yeah, and so he was like, oh my god. Which country was this in? It had to have been somewhere he like, in Canada or America? America I think. Oh, I feel bad if it's in America. If it's in America, yeah. that sucks. And so he's like, I'm not doing well, and I'm, I'm by myself. Yeah. Um, and then the guy was like, I'm here for you. I'm your friend. And then he's like, can I have a hug? And then yeah. that's how the TikTok ended. Oh, It was really sad. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm just saying, the whole point of me bringing that up was like, Muslim people, generosity is very encouraged in Islam. Mm-hmm. Giving donations is very encouraged, highly encouraged. Yeah. So for people to reject the help of Muslim people, mm-hmm. honestly, fine. Be homeless then. Go do what you want. Like, I, I don't feel sorry for you. Yeah it's not even the fact that they're rejecting the help from muslim people like they're living with another white family they just didn't like being around muslim people <laughs> yeah that's messed up yeah that's messed up yeah so i if don't know if i was the white family helping them i'd be like okay go go well that yeah a lot of people a lot of the reactions to cuz i'm seeing reactions to the tiktoks from like other um podcasts that are in england or like yeah in and around england and a lot of them be like, just go home. Like if for yeah. once we can say, go back to your country. Literally but go for back a to valid your reason. Yeah, <laughs> that's so like, ugh, yeah. So unfortunately, that's uh, the reality of the situation. Like racism doesn't. It it comes in all shapes and forms. Even if you're poor, people can still be racist. Even if you need help, people can still be racist. Mm-hmm. Shows you how dangerous it is, man. I just can't. Yeah, I mean, I've heard stories of like in the hospitals, mm-hmm. there'll be a patient who, you know if they don't see a nurse that looks like them, they'll be like, I don't want to, I don't want you to help. Yeah. They'd rather die. People would rather <laughs> die. That's insane. And not be racist. <laughs> On the note of racism. <laughs> I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> um, so just to segue into our next topic, uh, last week we, we actually posted our first episode, um, kind of like in honor of black history month. And a lot mm-hmm. of you guys really enjoyed the conversation. So thank you guys for the positive feedback and, yeah. and the questions and, just sharing your thoughts it, it was really enjoyable to read i haven't gotten through everything yet but i mm-hmm. will and i know amir has been looking too hey i think you know it's a positive we didn't get canceled that's the only thing i, I mean <laughs> on on instagram we they came for us really yeah oh i i, I barely because i mean what i said was very problematic what did you say the clip that we posted what are we posting <laughs> I literally made the clip. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Where well, I oh, said, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, and yeah. so some people took offense and they said, is this what black people do all day? Just sit around and talk about white people? Mm-hmm. Honestly, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was just a topic at hand. It was just a topic. Like, yeah. But obviously, you know, I get it. There's not that much context. They're watching a one minute clip and mm-hmm. then so it is what it is. But I think 
for the first time, mm-hmm. I read the negative comments and I, I was able to sleep at night. Oh, you usually get affected by negative comments? Yeah, all the time. That's what? Why, that's why every time you send me some like low-key controversial clip, like, hey, should yeah. we post this? I'm like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, controversy drives engagement. So I know, but I The more just, controversial, the better. I feel like I was so impacted by comments before and i I know you Mm -hmm. could give two shits yeah you're like whatever (laughs) but i would read them and be like oh no they're Mm kind of right (laughs) (laughs) no you can't say that they're not i know they're not right they're not right and i think a lot of times they're either just projecting misunderstanding what we're saying or or whatever and so before i would feel like i had to respond and now Mm -hmm. i was like whatever you think that then you think that is what it is respond to positive comments man that's it 100 Mm percent. so shout out to y'all with the positive comments. Yeah. Um, we actually wanted to continue the conversation from last week and, and talk about um, some other topics that you guys mm-hmm. suggested and like things that we also wanted to talk about, but mm-hmm. the episode was long last week. So to be continued. Um, the first one that I have written down here is actually uh, something that was suggested to us. So colorism within POC community. Oh, sorry. My bad. Oh. My bad. My bad. <laughs> I was like, why can't I hear myself? My bad. I was adjusting the level. Uh, okay. Colorism within like, uh, you know, our mm-hmm. communities and even racism or colorism within mm-hmm. like Muslim communities. Let's yeah. get into that. You know what? Mm-hmm. I didn't know. You guys kind of brought this like I didn't know I had like light skin privilege. You know why? I'm not, you, I you've never I, had to acknowledge it. I, I never considered myself light skin. I thought I was you, like, like middle ground. No. Yeah. No, you're I'm not. I'm not light. Either okay okay right now yes, you are. <laughs> right now my skin my hands are like dry as hell so they look kind of white <laughs> but normally you only got as far as the elbows this time eh? <laughs> <laughs> he got so tri- like so scarred from that last clip where his ash his elbows are a little ash <laughs> <laughs> that he was like let me moisturize the elbows I and- put on the hands okay but like like i never thought I always thought I was like middle like i didn't think i was like because you know what in the summer there i do get darker yeah that. I get pretty dark in the summer. You get a nice caramel color. Yeah. Now you're like a. Yeah. Okay, then you can't say you're dark skin. I am though. You're not though. <laughs> nah. No, no, no. Okay, look. There's a spectrum to the colors of, yeah. of black people. Yeah. Right. You could be as fair as snow. Don't call it fair. Okay. As light. Okay. As light. Fair is. I feel like a racist term. Is it? Yeah. To say that. someone's fair, as in like good. No, that's not how I meant. Or like, fair, just, yeah. Fair would mean like when you think of fair, what do you, what's like a synonym for fair? Light skin. No, a synonym for fair, like just the word itself, fair. Where does that where does that word come from? Why why do we say fair? Skin? Fair is like just. Exactly, and why do we say just as in it's good, acceptable, acceptable. <gasps> exactly. I never took it. I, I swear to you, I never. That's why I never like using the word fair skin because fair skin immediately to, for, for me comes to comes down to like racism and colorism i which is not, oh yeah you never thought about that no i didn't yeah so fair skin is like a term we should not really be using as a, as a community at all i light skin then yeah either <laughs> light skin or yeah light skin dude <laughs> <laughs> he's not white he's just light skin yeah <laughs> <laughs> shout out to you guys if you know that <laughs> But yeah, let's just say like uh, there are certain terms that even we use as a community that are inherently racist. That's true. That's true. Mm. Um, I think that uh, I don't even know where to start because this topic is so big. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, first of all, thanks for even pointing that out. And mm-hmm. I don't know if the rest of you guys knew that and it was just me who didn't know. But I didn't know that fair was considered a, a racist term. Now you know. It's like, what is it? What does that go again? Uh, the more you know. The more you know. <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of like, so you you really didn't know that you were considered light skinned? No. So what did you think you were? I thought I was like middle skinned. Like, you remember I see those light skinned versus dark skinned videos? Yeah. I'm like, you can't, can't relate? relate to either, man, you know, because I always feel like I'm in the middle. Even. What? <laughs> no, you. I think you fall into that category. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you do. Yeah. But, but do you feel like lighter skinned people are treated differently? A hundred percent. Yeah. Because even for me, even now, like, I don't, per- I've never personally, okay, maybe online I've seen it. Online for sure I've seen it. Yeah. Where, like, people make those jokes between, like, light skin and dark skin. But I feel like the jokes were kind of even to a point. Well, like people would say, like lighter skinned people are more emotional, <laughs> yeah. like they're more I think like Drake feminine. Sort of like, Drake yeah. kind of perpetuated that a little bit too. Yeah, that that's definitely a big part of it. And like Chris Brown and all those guys, like I feel like because I think they even use his song for it. I can't remember, but yeah. So that was the whole. That's the whole. The jokes around it. Mm. But when it came down to like normal interactions every day. Mm-hmm. I personally never saw it, so I didn't think of it was. I didn't think of it as being like a big thing. I'm trying to think. Like, have I ever had that experience? Before? At least in my community, in our community. Okay, you know what? Let's jump to the last <laughs> point that I had because now that you mentioned that, yeah, the question that I put here is: Do men experience colorism as much as women do? It's very clear that they don't. <laughs> yeah. doesn't. He hasn't seen it before, but it is so. Like, and not even in just, like, not even just in, in African or East African specifically mm-hmm. cultures, but it happens in Southeast Asian cultures. Mm-hmm. It happens in every single culture. Yeah. Like, I think recently I've been, is been brought more to light, at least to me, that mm-hmm. it's a big thing in, uh, like, other communities. Other, like, West African communities is a huge mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, Indian slash South slash south asian communities mm. it's a big thing i didn't know w- just to give you more content from my my perspective i didn't know it was a big thing in our community like the hattery ethiopian oh my God, slash totally muslim is. community it totally is i remember <laughs> i remember every and i mean not not take out the muslim community i knew i knew it was sort of an issue in the muslim community but yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah and and that i think because right now talking about colorism and maybe we can include like I don't want to say Islam as a whole, but mm-hmm. I think certain communities are a little bit less inclusive. Mm-hmm. But in back to the topic of guys experiencing colorism, like you've never seen it from. I feel like we should have gotten like someone who like what? may have experienced it to ask like you've never seen it anywhere like from a guy's point of view like where if it was like you and then maybe you have a friend who's like dark skin, mm-hmm. you don't think that you would probably get more attention from women than he would. No, like I've never personally seen it, but like I'm not saying it doesn't exist. Mm. I just didn't know how big of a deal it was. Yeah, and I like I knew that it was an issue, mm-hmm. but I didn't know how big of an issue it was. Well, I think like those the light skin, dark skin jokes. I think were always there, mm-hmm. but I feel like they really like ramped it up during COVID. Like it was yeah. all we saw online. Yeah, I remember that one. Like was that that was pre-COVID, wasn't was it? Was it pre-COVID? I think it was pre-COVID. But I feel like because of that, yeah. And maybe like due to like some certain uh, like darker skinned male mm-hmm. actors, they like there there became this like fetishism of dark skin. Yeah, fetish, fetish, 
fetish. Okay, fetish. one second. Wait, wait. <laughs> Fetishization. That's the word. Ah. Uh, okay. <laughs> you got it though. It took you a couple. There's a fetish height. <laughs> I'll just say it for you. I can't say it. You know, you know when they do those dub videos? Yeah. <laughs> just say there was. Okay, there was. A fetishization. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you were going to move your mouth too. You, that's what you said to do, no? I was just trying to fill out the blank. That's going to cut though. to me showing mouth. <laughs> that was actually good. Oh my God. Okay, okay, yeah. But I feel like, and then, and then like, not just in the male category but mm-hmm. for women too like they're um i think her name is like nima tang she's a beauty influencer mm-hmm. um there's also different youtubers Ugh, what was her name what does she look like she's really dark-skinned but she's from australia and she had a white husband and they have two kids uh, nikki nikki yeah. thought and ducky thought what ducky okay their last name was actually thought but like T-H-O-T? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Ducky's a, a really po- like famous uh, model. She modeled yeah. for Fenty before. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nikki uh, was also like a beauty guru, but like a YouTuber, like mm-hmm. had a family channel, everything. And they're very beautiful. Yeah. Um, maybe you can like upload their pictures here. But yeah, um, I feel like there there was this really strong push for like, oh, your skin is so dark. Like, wow, it's so mm-hmm. rich. Yeah, I think I mentioned in that video where there were some people taking videos of, like, people from Africa mm. or, like, in 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 areas where people had more darker skin just naturally mm-hmm. or it was more apparent there. Mm. And, like, half the comments were just mostly white people being like, oh, their skin's so beautiful, yeah. so smooth. They have, like, no blemishes, blah, 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 all this stuff. And they're like, what's going on here, guys? Yeah, so it's a little like, and then you know what the thing is is that like I, I would say I'm, I I think I still think I'm dark skin. Yeah, you may not agree with me, but sometimes people will be like, "Wow, your skin tone is so nice." Like it's such a weird compliment. What? Yeah, I've gotten that compliment before. Yeah, like wow, your skin. Tone. Would you consider that like a microaggression? Um, aggression. I feel like aggression is the word that we usually have an issue with because technically, and they're not being like when you think aggression, you think aggressive, like someone's yeah. being forward to you and like trying to like is it negative, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But the microaggression is like they're not necessarily being aggressive towards you. Mm. It's just like an unnecessary comment. Yeah, you know. I mean, maybe it really is a, co- a compliment. Like whatever, you can mm-hmm. like my skin tone. I yeah, <laughs> I I just think it's a little. It's just a weird compliment. Mm-hmm. It's just like if someone came to you and said, "Wow, Amir, you have such a nice color." Yeah, wouldn't you just be like, "Okay, thanks." Exactly. It almost turns into like an episode of not episode, but like a scene from Get Out. It's yeah, like, oh, your skin's so fair. It's like, oh, look at the muscles. Yeah, like it's just. <laughs> you know, I have a grandpa a who's gonna. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. Like, I would never go to, like, anyone really to be like, "Wow, you're like." Mm-hmm. maybe if you're commenting on like how i don't know it's just why are you commenting on skin yeah like, you like, could like unless, unless you're commenting or... like on how smooth not smooth yeah like how smooth it is you don't think that's a weird compliment someone goes wow no the color the color is a weird comment but like to say oh you're like your skin is like so smooth or not smooth but like you know when girls compliment so each soft. other when they're like oh my god like your face is so smooth or like they like you know when someone takes care of their face like glowy glowy yeah like oh my god your your skin is glowing 
Yeah, that's yeah, that's different though. Yeah, that's different. But when you specifically say the color, I feel like yeah. that's where it becomes the issue. Like when they're like, "Wow, yeah. you have a nice color." Yeah. Or or and I why think, does that make us feel kind of weird? I don't know. Because I know, like, when people get tan, mm-hmm. they comment on a tan, like, wow, your tan is so nice. Yeah. Because I've commented on other people, like, usually white people, whenever they, like, go out on vacation to come back and their skin is, like, five shades darker mm. or it looks red, I, like, I would comment on that. What would like, you oh, say? you had fun out in the sun there, didn't you? Yeah. But, that, <laughs> but that's, like, you're not, like, you're just, you're just, like, pointing out, like, you know, yeah. they had fun because they went outside and they got a tan. Yeah. But yeah. Y- you wouldn't be like, oh, you look so much better in this color uh like yeah. you would never say that yeah, yeah yeah but i don't know i just I, I, maybe like i'm just struggling to understand and and that's okay right like this is mm-hmm. we're trying to have an open dialogue conversation yeah. here so if y'all can shed some light that yeah, would because be personally I, I don't think i would have any issue with someone if someone commented on your skin tone okay i would i would think it's weird yeah okay, that's what yeah. i'm saying i, I think would think it's weird. it's weird i don't have an issue with it if you want to compliment my skin tone go ahead but i just yeah. think it's just like an interesting compliment yeah. i don't know if i would necessarily think it's racist you know yeah like yeah i don't think i i know like you're trying to think like okay like, oh, let me give you an example why okay? do you find it weird and may you might like like uh bring it down to something being race related but i'll give you an example yeah yeah, yeah go ahead for example, if in the summertime mm-hmm. we're both having fun in the sun, yeah, you get a nice tan. No one's gonna bat an eye. They may or may they may be like, "Oh, you got you got darker. Yeah, you had fun." Mm-hmm. If I mm-hmm. get like ten times darker, yeah. Oh my god, why would you ruin your skin? Okay, yeah, that's that's like way off. That's completely. But I, that that yeah. has been said to me before, mm-hmm. and I bet you it's been said by like other people of color. Yeah, which is internalized racism. Never a guy. Like it's usually case number one. It's usually women. It's always. I think for the most part, it's always going to be women. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever seen a guy comment, or I don't have you ever seen a guy comment on an, another woman's skin color. Yeah, skin tone. One time I was in Philly. Yeah, and we were shopping at Macy's, I think, and the sales associate was like a guy, and he was like, mm-hmm. "Oh my god, you have a beautiful complexion." complexion is different no skin is it not skin i guess yeah yeah complexion is just a synonym like he was for just like skin color yeah it was actually me and your sister and he mm-hmm. was like wow your skin tone guys mm-hmm. and granted we were wearing makeup so maybe yeah. he was just complimenting that i don't know yeah he that was the only guy that ever com- mm-hmm. <laughs> that ever commented on my skin tone but usually it's like it's women and mm-hmm. they they you know the only issue i have about getting tan if i'm on vacation is now my makeup's not gonna match that's it that's my only issue Otherwise, mm-hmm. I, I embrace the tan. I actually like what I look like when I'm tan. Yeah. I mean, it's not that different from what I look like now. Because typically, typically when you get tan, like your skin also is, looks more even. Yeah, that's why I love it. Yeah. And also like it gets rid of a lot of blemishes. I don't know why that happens. But like in the summer, my skin looks a lot more even toned and like. Yeah, my skin hates winter. Um, clearly. Less bumpy. Yeah. Than in the winter. Maybe it's the humidity. Yeah, it also could be like the fact is drier air now too, so your mm. skin isn't as plump. And you usually you have like a light, like layer of sweat every time in the summer. At least I do, because <laughs> I sweat so easily. Really? Yeah. Mm. You know, I'm just saying. You know, when you have more muscle, your your body burns calories a lot faster, and you have a higher body temperature just naturally. So I like, just have to say, we've gone like 48 minutes without a mere mentioning, or 40 <laughs> minutes without a mere mentioning his walk. This is a new record, you guys. New record. I have to clap. 
<laughs> I clap for myself. <laughs> oh, should we have 48 minutes? Okay, one second. Uh, we're yeah. going to take a quick break here and we'll be back to continue this conversation. So annoying. Whatever. Okay, we are, we are back. We're back. Let me go back to my points here. Yeah. We kind of went all over the place. What were we talking we about did. originally? Um, we started off with colorism within. Yeah, my ignorance to colorism and like uh, how it also affects other communities. Um, I guess I should have been more aware of it because of all the bleaching. Um, yeah, bleaching issues, is so skin bleaching. Because the thing is, I didn't know how big of an issue that was either. It's very big. Yeah, like there was a documentary I saw uh where they showed like average it was it took place in south africa and i mm. think it was related to that but like not south africa sorry west africa okay and a lot of the billboards like a big chunk of the billboards were advertisements for skin bleaching <gasps> like out, out in the open yeah i've like, been offered skin like a bleach before what yeah by who when i was in ethiopia oh okay they they would just be like oh like this will help clear your skin yeah but then i looked at it and i'm like um this is bleaching i'm sorry but i'm not yeah. trying to ruin my face so do you think this all comes down to like um the propaganda propagated by white people that lighter skin is better because how has it penetrated literally every single culture in every single country because this is an issue also also in the asian community like mm -hmm. the east asian community yeah we mentioned the south asian community like um the only community i don't think that your skin tone is a big issue with is in the white community yeah they want to be dark yeah <laughs> they net like they sometimes they they they're like oh i have italian um background so like my skin naturally gets darker and stuff mm. shout out to ariana, ariana grande <laughs> <laughs> did she say that huh did she say that whenever people bring up the fact that she looks like she's black fishing i mean then yeah and they pull, pull up the pictures and her skin looks a lot darker their defense for that is the fact that she's i think italian or yeah, yeah. italian so those people naturally just have like whenever they tan they they naturally get darker i mean her skin and they think of that as a positive her skin tone was orange that yeah. was not a tan that you get from the sun yeah maybe she probably does have a nice tan but like mm -hmm. most of the time she probably just gets like she just gets a spray tan or whatever yeah whatever exactly they do. i don't know but but that's the thing like colorism almost works in the opposite way in the white community <laughs> it's not just skin tone though i think it's also like if you happen to be lighter skinned mm -hmm. have somewhat like eurocentric features yeah then you have like the best of the best right like mm -hmm. if you look like those what we now say the racially ambiguous people that mm -hmm. are usually used for like print ads and yeah. stuff then you you kind of are like the ideal standard of mm -hmm. beauty yeah unfortunately you know? so i think that it kind of comes down to that is that uh the lighter skinned you are the more they feel like the more economic opportunities you'll have unfortunately yeah I because too. a lot of the world is run by western countries which yeah. are run by white people so you're gonna be treated better you're probably yeah, gonna have more exactly. opportunity people will be nicer to you exactly so it's it it comes down it's also it's racism it's internalized internalized racism mm. but also it's concern for your economic opportunities as a just an individual even because skin tone should not have any say or any effect on what opportunities you have but unfortunately because of the society that has been built up around the world this is the reality situation right so we kind of have to play but that then, part you know how the u.s tried to combat that how affirmative action uh, kind of affirmative action was more for just black people like yeah, people of color in general right 
Yeah. Yeah. That's not just black people then. Yeah, exactly. So, of course, because the large population that was supposed to benefit from it was black people. Mm. But I feel like it was for all people of color. Yeah. But um, but then it kind of like it kind of makes you stop and think like, am I getting this job because I'm actually good or am mm -hmm. I getting this job because I'm filling a quota? Yeah. You mentioned that last week, too, I think. Right. Yeah. And um, I feel like you are because the thing is, is that when it comes to affirmative action, it's not just because of your skin tone. Like it's essentially affirmative, ac affirmative action to break it down would be like you have two people who are have the exact same um what do you call requir not requirements skills skills and prerequisites like they have they've done the exact same thing just one happens to be white and one is black and then they would hope that you would choose a person of color or the black person over the white i think this is how it breaks down over the white person because they have the same skills mm. but in order to promote a more diverse workforce right. you would probably hire the black person over the white person so you have more perspective because the reason for affirmative action is because you want to have more perspective yeah right like how we mentioned last week with the issue with technology mm -hmm. uh, that's being developed these days and right. uh, machine learning and the ai that's being developed a lot of it is being trained on uh people by by people who are white mm -hmm. and um by promoting a more diverse workforce or like a diverse uh, community of people in that uh, that tech space yeah that's what i meant to say um it'll hopefully benefit everyone in general because the ai models and the machine learning models uh, um, programming would be a lot more inclusive yeah yeah so, i get that yeah so. but like even in, and i get that and i i'm not i'm not like hating on affirmative action i don't even know too much about it i don't know yeah me neither i'm just kind of that's what i think it's supposed to do i should probably be doing more research on that i don't know if we have something like that here mm -hmm. or if we're just you know employers are encouraged to be more diverse with their hiring mm -hmm. i would say uh but when it comes to just like I, I never when i was thinking of colorism i actually never really thought about it from an economic standpoint to be honest with you mm -hmm. i kind of just saw it as like okay that's like a big part of it yeah yeah mm -hmm. no but you're right i'm not i'm not gonna disagree. Oh, yeah, i just yeah, never thought yeah. about it like that mm -hmm. i kind of just thought about it like you know like what they say pretty privileged mm -hmm. but it's like same thing for like light-skinned people or yeah. lighter-skinned people mm -hmm. um and then and then like you know to kind of go into like segue into our next topic was mm -hmm. i think a big shift started um from the makeup industry so maybe like a couple of years ago you know let's say 10 years ago it was actually really hard for darker skinned people to find complexion products that matched their skin mm -hmm. tone and so you would see girls that had like really ashy faces or ashy makeup because this was like the darkest color that they could find in it they had to try and make it work for yeah. them or they just didn't wear makeup mm -hmm. um and then and i could be wrong maybe there was a brand before fenty but i feel like fenty beauty like rihanna's brand um really changed the way that makeup companies uh do their shade ranges for their complexion project products mm -hmm. whether it's um like foundation sear uh like whatever foundations concealer powders etc yeah and so she launched her brand and had like 40 different colors mm -hmm. where normally like darker skinned would have like two foundations to pick from mm -hmm. <laughs> and they wouldn't be anywhere near your color but you had to basically p play artist yeah. and mix a bunch of things different like together why do you have to buy three foundations to get your color instead of just 
being able to buy one mm-hmm. you know what i mean um and then after she came out with her line of products all of the other companies started to follow suit because it was no longer acceptable yeah. to only have two dark foundations for example yeah and now if you see it like if you i, don't, I doubt you're gonna like happily go into sephora but mm-hmm. if you were to ever walk by and just kind of like look you'll see like a lot of them have massive shade ranges now mm-hmm. and if they don't they're like they're they're being called out yeah do you think it, it's it's right to be calling out the companies who don't maybe offer the wide a range of shades yeah because if they like look at the end of the day if mm-hmm. you're if you're a company trying to sell a product that's fine if you want to market it to a certain race but just ex- just know that you're not going to have as many sales yeah why not be inclusive to everyone so everyone could enjoy your product and just you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i think it's totally fair to be called out mm-hmm. because yeah i guess the only thing that will move companies at the end of the day is like being held accountable not not that really oh like i feel like if it's economically um a net positive for them i'm trying to think of the right word for it if it's going to help like uh it's gonna help if it's gonna help them make more money profits right yeah make their profits because i'm pretty sure like still a majority of their um purchasers or like what do you call those people consumers consumers are people probably people with lighter skin you think so yeah because the population of like black people in general in the west or like in i think it's big enough to make a dent in the sales like a a huge impact on the sale yeah because for me like the makeup world is so foreign it's foreign right yeah so i don't even know like how big of an issue that was i guess it would be yeah you know what now have you after you've explained it yeah i can see how big of an issue that can be yeah um but even okay let's let's move away from makeup for a second i saw this when i was at costco this past week um you know the band the band-aid brand yeah they now have like color inclusive band-aids did you know that maybe I'm oh just yeah, yeah, yeah. i saw that i saw that yeah yeah but like even that something as simple as that yeah because i think it was supposed to be the reason it was that color is it was to be flesh colored yeah and you were like wait and i was like dark skin band-aids cool yeah <laughs> that's so like i would just put one on for fun i don't even need a band i don't have a cut but i just want to see what it looks like against mm-hmm. my skin i don't know but i just like the original i just something about it is nostalgic <laughs> i feel kind of weird having a like a band-aid that's the same color of my skin it's supposed to blend in is it supposed to blend in I don't know. Because I feel like when you have a band-aid on, like, you, you want it to be apparent that you have a you cut You want to look there. hard, eh? Not that you want to look hard, okay? <laughs> got a cut. <laughs> you want to be able to remember it because if it looks the same color, you'd be like, you might, like, wash it off and be like, oh, shit, <laughs> God, I had something there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But I think some people, it was really important to them to have a band-aid that blended in with their skin. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I can. I feel like, yeah, that's that's the positive that we're seeing these days where a lot more companies are being inclusive. Yeah, and Even like skims skims shapewear like Mm -hmm. kim kardashian's brand um she provided shapewear for different skin tones Mm -hmm. there's obviously the traditional black the traditional white yeah then there's that like medium beige color which is like considered nude for more light-skinned people yeah then there were like two or three different brown ones Mm -hmm. like for brown skinned people do you think that's also inherently racist the fact that they call the regular one nude but they call the other ones like a shade of something i don't think she calls it nude she has oh, does a different she not? yeah okay, she's okay come on her her ex-husband's black and her kids are black yeah yeah so, or yeah. mixed so i think she's pretty she doesn't want to get canceled for that mm-hmm. um but but like that's another example like there are there are many different examples now of companies that are really trying to be 
inclusive and it's it's actually like a good thing mm-hmm. so it's it wasn't like this 10 years ago yeah and uh what's your opinion on like just going back to a little bit on kim kardashian because mm-hmm. she's had a, a a pretty um what do you call it, rocky history with like cultural appropriation yeah within the black community and now so as you know like bbls were a big thing yeah in um what i call the fashion industry i guess or like just to make like it was just in yeah it was just in mm. and it was to emulate like you know the physique the of physique African-American of african-american women, American women. Mm-hmm. and now that they see like that's no longer profitable for them mm-hmm. they're kind of moving towards what they call like the i think like heroin chic or something like that <laughs> Hero, yeah so that was really big in like the mm-hmm. early 2000s yeah like mary kate and ashley vibes yeah we're like to get as skinny as possible yeah but i don't okay here's my opinion because mm-hmm. i've watched a lot of tiktoks on this now. okay I had to formulate my own opinion. Yeah. I actually don't know if they, if like Chloe and Kim mm-hmm. dissolved their BBL or like removed the BBL. I don't think they did it. I think what they actually did, mm-hmm. there's this new pill, not a pill. It's actually an injection. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was designed for people with diabetes. Yeah. I've heard about this. Ozempic, I think I believe, yeah. or WeGovy or something like that. Yeah. But that, that was becoming more and more, um, like it became bigger and bigger on the mm-hmm. market. And so a lot of, I think, I think she's actually, she does it mm-hmm. because it makes you lose a substantial amount of weight in a very quick amount of time. Yeah. And if you've noticed like Kim lost so much weight, mm-hmm. like recently in the last year, yeah. she lost a lot of weight and it could be for many different reasons, but like to lose weight that quickly is kind of like, I don't know if you, you don't watch the show, but she, mm-hmm. I think it was last year at the Met Gala. She wore like a replica of Marilyn Monroe's yeah, dress. Yeah. And she had to lose like 14, 15 pounds to fit into it in, mm-hmm. in the span of three weeks. Yeah. Which is very dangerous, by the way. Like, yeah. yeah so, you're, you're shaving off years of your life to do that kind of stuff. But like, I feel like that's only really possible mm-hmm. if you're on the thing. Or maybe she has an insane metabolism at 40 or however old she is. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, there are signs leading to her being on this uh, medication. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I think they're actually just on that. I don't think they I don't think they actually dissolve their BBLs. Did they not? Uh, but I don't know, because I don't know. The curves are still they're there. So, they're so like uh, hush hush about all the things that they're doing. Yeah. Like the work that they like, I don't think done. I don't think she's ever or any of them have ever actually like gone Chloe, out and said Chloe that and they got something. Chloe done. did. Did she? Chloe admitted to getting her nose done. Yeah. And I think maybe like lip injections, like uh, but, but Kylie. You know that when they're giving you like an inch, yeah. But there's like a mile behind oh, that, 100%, right? Of 100%. all these other things they've done, and they, yeah. And I think that's very dangerous for them not being very transparent about all the stuff they've done to look. But a do you think? Way. Do you think they're being careful because they don't want to influence their fans to go mm-hmm. and do it just because they did it? Because people who are like hardcore fans of the Kardashians like Mm -hmm. really follow whatever they do. Yeah. Well, like I think it's dangerous because then they'll think like the only way I can look like that is by getting these surgeries. Like, cause there's no way I can naturally look like that. I don't know. There's that joke that says, Oh, we're not ugly. We're just poor. (laughs) Ah, well, (laughs) you know, certain jokes. uh, I'm not going to disagree. Yeah. I'm not going to disagree. Okay, you know, it's a, it's a good joke, whatever. So was, but is it not true? Yeah. See? Well, like, no, no. You know what? I feel like 
beauty isn't behind high eye of the beholder. It certainly <laughs> is. It certainly is in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. But I think that if you are someone with uh, an excess amount of wealth, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you try to beautify yourself? Unless you're comfortable. But with what does it mean to beautify yourself? Whatever you want, like what? Because like for me, whatever for- they're whatever work they're doing is to them. They think they're beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like t- in their eyes, in their in their standard of beauty, that's that's beautiful to them. Yeah. It just so happens that millions of other people agree and think that they're also beautiful. Do they? Because I've never thought of the Kardashians being like beautiful. In my you think eyes. they're ugly? I don't. I don't really think or they look. You that don't. Good. You don't think they're attractive. I don't think they're attractive. Yeah. In a way, let's use better know. terminology. Yeah. There you go. Okay. <laughs> but it, I don't know I, that whole that whole culture behind the Kardashians and stuff always just never made any sense to me. Hmm. Um, and of how I don't know how they were able to sell it so well to make everybody think that this is the standard of beauty. Yeah. Because like for me, I, I've always thought like the most uh, beautiful and attractive you could do is like work on yourself, like in natural ways like working out treating your body health better all those things oh what i was gonna say going on, going a walk. on walks <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah because like it always starts it comes from it starts from the inside you gotta take care of the inside to look good on the outside exactly i think i, I think that if you continue to do that mm. then that that energy in itself will be something that will attract people towards you yeah yeah like of course there are like you know, everybody has their own biases on what they feel it looks good. Yeah. But generally, I feel like if you just do those things to take care of yourself, um, you'll naturally just become more attractive to yourself and also to other people. I don't know. It's just that's my that's my opinion. Okay. Such a guy's answer. Yeah, it's such a guy's answer. And you know, <laughs> I have a bias because I'm like super health focused and like always in the gym stuff. So, but uh, health is definitely important. But mm-hmm. this is more in in terms of like cosmetic procedures you know yeah because the only thing whenever i hear the cosmetics they, they do work out though the kardashians work out really hard i find do they chloe had a whole like a uh, show called revenge bot or something mm-hmm. like i think they on their on their uh, reality show like they have yeah. they're rich amir they have access to oh, their yeah, own yeah. private gyms exactly like they, they, they can pay someone to wake them up and take them to the gym and literally like yeah exactly so yeah. like they do also work out a lot mm-hmm. um i just think that like when you have access to money things you can pay for things to be convenient for you yeah i just hate how like disingenuous it is a lot of the times yeah and like that's, where, that's they, where they make it seem like it's something it's not where like they're saying oh all of this stuff is by us we're doing it naturally mm. and you see those before and after pics yeah. and, and the same thing for the guys like when people look at the rock and like look at him as like he's a good example like he's a, he seems like a nice person and everything but when they think like also, you can get like him naturally. Mm. Wait, like, is what? he on steroids? Of course, he's on steroids. They're all on steroids. Okay, I have a question about steroids. What is it like a BBL where you do it once no. and then you don't have to worry about it again? No, it's a constant thing. Yeah, steroids are like taking. Um, is it like drugs? What? Yeah, it's, it's definitely drugs. It's illegal still, technically. So how does he get access to it? <laughs> you can get access to anything you want. That's true. It's the rock. <laughs> yeah, nowadays, like steroids are so part of the mainstream and so like normal that like even if you think of using them someone will be like around the corner willing to sell them to you they're so easily available now have to i bet you 90 percent of the influencers you follow or see are on steroids like the male ones you mean male and female what do the what do steroids do for females 
huh? It helps with uh, body recomposition. Ah. Uh. Yeah, if they want to, like, if they want to uh, get uh, the bigger butt and all that kind of stuff. But what's the actual impact that it has on you? Does it just help grow your muscles faster? It shortens your lifespan for sure. Oh, does it? Yeah, like you're doing things. You're you're pushing your heart. You're pushing mm. your body further than it naturally should be going. Is right? steroids basically like pre-workout on crack? Uh, yeah, basically, yeah. But it also it gives helps. you it lets you recover faster. It gives oh. you more energy in the gym. Like uh, it it um, what do you call it? It speeds up muscle muscle growth. Um, just those alone will help you. The recovery part is a big part of it. But yeah, there are a lot of people who are on steroids who don't say it out loud. Like uh, almost all the actors you see mm. who are getting this, like buff body and stuff, almost ninety nine percent of them are on steroids. Yeah, that's pretty messed up. And the fact that no one talks about it, I feel like is super disingenuous because it's giving a lot of these teenagers especially men out here like these um body like body dysmorphia and these other like what do you call it again um unattainable unrealistic. unrealistic unrealistic expectations when it comes to the results they'll see when they work out but hollywood is all fake like we know yeah but already. people don't know that like i literally have like conversation i have arguments with people on in like messages and stuff where I'm when they send send me a video and be like, oh, I want to be like this guy. I'm like, yeah, that guy's probably on steroids. And they're like, no, he's not <laughs> on steroids. I I know he's not like no, he's definitely on steroids. Just mm. seeing what he's doing, how he's um, uh, his body composition, everything. You can tell when someone's on steroids. Really? Yeah. How? It's very rare yeah. to have someone who's at, like think of as muscular as a rock. Yeah. Who's not on steroids. And mm. the thing is, is that steroids don't naturally no steroids don't don't. Uh, instantly mean that you're gonna have like big muscles and you're gonna look jacked right mm. there are power lifters who are on steroids and they have big guts they're like four five hundred three hundred three four hundred pounds like they're big guys but just oh because God. it helps with the other things like um the muscle, muscle growth muscle recovery and and uh more energy in the gym yeah those will benefit anyone in any type of that's why they use in sports like everything steroids are a big part of any competition or any type of uh activity that relates to your like your body your, and mm. pushing your body to a certain level damn yeah i actually never really looked into steroids i just never yeah probably kardashians have been on steroids at some point you think so yeah to get a certain like of course well they go per, probably go more the surgery route yeah but if you didn't want to go the surgery route but you still wanted like the big butt mm. or like uh the the legs and all that kind of stuff you could use steroids to get that as well interesting mm-hmm. you learn something new yeah man. just like you guys say you always learn when you listen to our podcast i learned too <laughs> <laughs> we all learn it together <laughs> yeah man so just you know focus on your own goals on your on your own uh do things in a natural and yeah healthy way like you don't want to you don't want to hurt yourself in the long run just to look good right now, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and oh, to go back to colorism, just like yeah, we kind of <laughs> went on a tangent there, but yeah. like, unfortunately, it is a reality mm-hmm. that we still have to deal with col- uh, colorism. Yeah, but it's up to us as like as we go forward as a community, as a just a POC community in general, mm-hmm. to get rid of this internalized racism and to not let that be a factor in like how you treat someone yeah yeah because a lot of this of course it was given to us these these this internalized racism was given to us by white people and but it it's our 
um, choice now to like whether we continue to propagate it or like or let it continue, right? Yeah. Because I feel like now we are in more positions where we have more power where we can start to deconstruct this colorism that's going on within the communities yeah but it also involves a lot of unlearning right because yeah that's what i mean deconstructing it yeah mm-hmm. because like i'll tell you i won't say who said it but like mm-hmm. someone once told me that i shouldn't marry a dark-skinned guy because my kids will be dark-skinned where they have an older generation yeah well that's what i'm, I'm that's what i'm saying moving forward and we I are was, the generation who can change this. I know, but I, but what I'm saying is like while the older generation is still around and still has somewhat of a say, mm-hmm. like I was so shocked when I heard that. I was like, like what? Mm-hmm. What are you talking? Like what are you actually talking about? Yeah. So you know, I just think it would be sad to see someone within our like first gen who still ex- like who still had the ideas of colorism like mm-hmm. looming in their thoughts and their minds. And I think it's just about shifting your perspective to be a little bit more progressive, right? Like we're not living in times where everyone is the same color anymore. Mm-hmm. That's not, that's not just not how it is. Like life is so different. Yeah. And so you should just be embracing, you know, the the differences within other people just because someone has lighter skin or darker skin doesn't make them any better than the other. Yeah. Someone who's light skin could be an amazing person and someone who's dark skin could be an amazing person. And on the contrary, Mm-hmm. someone who's light-skinned can be a horrible person and 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 vice versa you yeah. know that's to say you know color has really no like indication of how a person's gonna treat you or how they're gonna act or how they're gonna be yeah the type of person they're gonna the be. type of person you're gonna be exactly right. and and you know i think that on the uh, like on the other other side mm-hmm. is like obviously like now that you are aware that colorism exists that doesn't mean that you now have to live your life in guilt just because you're in a place of privilege yeah it just means that you don't or you shouldn't um enable the colorism if you Mm -hmm. know what i mean but you don't have to live in guilt i don't think you should like i don't think that's no how it should be Mm -hmm. like be who you are as long as you don't continue continue to perpetuate it and continue it like we should be the generation kind of stop it that's what i'm saying right one one would hope yeah (laughs) it's gonna be okay it'll be be phased out yeah you know it might take a couple more generations but i feel like we can we can work to start phasing it out yeah i think so Mm -hmm. all right guys thank you so much for listening to this week's episode (laughs) don't forget to like comment and subscribe uh on our channel or to our channel sorry and uh, follow us on instagram Mm -hmm. and tiktok if you want to see us on tiktok more let us know if you want us to do some instagram uh sorry tiktok lives because we were Mm-hmm. kind of contemplating if we should or shouldn't i know we've done some instagram lives if you want to see us there let us know we will do it all for you guys um thank you guys again and we will see you guys next week bye, bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.